Crystal Chronicles, the podcast for and about Sailor Moon Crystal. And here are your hosts, Mako-chan, Alkria, Seiya, Yaten, and Ranma. Hello, and welcome to the new season of the Crystal Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to all things Sailor Moon. As always, you will get our opinions of the newest series, the animation, voices, and anything else you could possibly think of that ties into the greatness that is Sailor Moon. I warn you now that we will talking about Yay! Shall we try that again? No. <sighs> now they're used to us screwing up already. Yep. Anyway, I warn you now that we will be talking about spoilers. So if you haven't seen the latest episodes, no complaining. Yeah. My <laughs> My name is Mako-chan, and with me for this podcast is a group of people just as obsessed as I am about Sailor Moon. Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Drinking a little bit today, are we? Well, this is Mako-chan we're talking about here. She has to taste the alcohols before she bakes with them and cooks with them. No, actually, I've been working all freaking day, so I'm just really fucking tired. I've been up since 6.30, so I've been up for 12 hours already. You'll be all right. Yeah. Anyway, so everybody say hi. Hi. Hello. Who are you? I don't know. Who am I? (laughs) That's an existential question. You see, Mako-chan, you always set yourself up for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Introductions, people. Do it. Hi, I'm Saya. (laughs) <laughs> Come on. Lord Jesus. It's going to be one of those episodes. That's every other episode. Yeah, well. Well, I'm Yaten. <laughs> She's so fucking helpful. <laughs> And we are the three lights. No, actually, two, because I can count. <laughs> we killed Taiki and gave her to Mako to bake it a cake. Ooh. Yikes. I'm not into cannibalism, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that cake tastes, you know, all that good. It'd be, there's not a lot of meat and, you know, it's gangly and gamey. Just me. You would know. Anyway. All right, I want you to know I'm tapping out right now. I am tapping out. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, so all right, yeah, do over. Beep, take two. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with us today. Anyway, I'm Saya. That's Yaten. We are Kinmoku Revolution, and I don't think we've had enough coffee today. <laughs> One can never have too much coffee. I've actually been coffee free for a week. So screw y'all. I am so sorry. I had like two gulps of it. I haven't even gotten close. <sighs> That's all you're getting out of us. Next. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I, I guess I got to try to make up for it. I, I, I don't know. I'm Ranma, also Artemis. 
I sit back here and I monitor the system to make sure everything is recording. And it is recording. I cosplay Artemis. You'll find me at a few of the Sailor Moon photo shoots at, at East Coast conventions in the area. If not, there you'll see me running around either wearing a Luigi hat or Artemis hat taking pictures. If you see me, say hi. I'm holding your Luigi hat hostage. Well, I have another Luigi hat, so... Yes, but I'm holding your Luigi hat hostage. Okay. I'm just saying. You mm. left it here. I'm allowed. Mm. Now it's your turn. And I'm Mako-chan. Um, crazy Baker. Extraordinaire. Emphasis on the crazy. Yeah, that too. Um... But yeah, I, I hang out with these crazy people, usually on a weekly basis, on Skype at least. And we're just as crazy in real life as we are on this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. Or is it just fantasy? I don't even know. Anyway. So, yeah. We had a very long hiatus. Almost a year. Well, we Almost get, a year exactly, actually. Well, we can thank Toei for that one. Yeah. Um, so Sailor Moon Crystal Season 3, the Infinity Arc, as it is called, um, new animation studio, um, which right off the bat, I have to say, just seeing episodes one and two, thank you for switching to the new animation studio. <laughs> and that has been the general consensus I've seen across the board. I, I mean, there's still some really weird animation that they're doing. Right. No, it's not perfect, but. But I love that it is taking that classic manga look and incorporating soft round lines as in the original anime and creating something that combines the two. I'm st- I'm still iffy about it. I'm waiting for a couple more episodes before I'm like really enjoying it. So, I mean, I like the original design and I like, the- I'm just like, I don't know. I think it's just going to end up growing on me, so... Yeah, I appreciate the more, I guess, animatedness of the characters in this season. Okay. Because not only is the animation style closer to the original, but they're adding in some of those really weird 90s quirks that everybody loved from the original series that gave the characters emotion, you know, that had them being a little bit youthful instead of where the manga is very dark. So, I mean, I, I like that it's trying to bring that, you know, that fun into the series finally. I'm still debating whether or not I like that because while I do agree that the manga is very dark, if they had done it from the beginning, it would be one thing, but now it seems kind of contrived. Well, I think we're getting that because it's a new animation studio. 
Like it's still Toy that's doing it, but it's a completely different, you know, animator and director and all of that. Mainly because they were told that the first two seasons the animation sucked. Well, uh, my thing is, I liked the first season, two second seasons animation sequences. the The CG it grew on me. Yeah, you could definitely see where they switched back and forth with a little bit more training and money in the budget. It could have been a lot more seamless. Now, if they had, sw- I think we talked about this previously. They had switched to um, instead of 3D to more like a CG cell style. That would have been just as effective. Because my thing is, when Sailor Moon did her transformation sequences, <laughs> how lanky her legs and arms were. I'm just like, was somebody asleep at the wheel when they did this? Or that- they were watching Gumby. <laughs> I'm Gumby, damn it. Or they were having a lot of fun with one of those, like, stretch Armstrong dolls. True. And it was no, it's just her transformation because everybody else's transformation sequence was, was oh, okay. Oh, no, no, Mars had Gumby arms. Oh, and, my God. Did she? I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that then. Yeah, Mars still kind of has the Gumby arms. They still haven't quite gotten the right perspective on her where she's grabbing her thumbs. <clears throat> Derpy Mars as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little better. It is a little better, but I and I think part of it has to do with the pose because that is a, not a normal perspective. You see where the hands are thrust all the way out into the side, well, and it also, is the forefront of the camera shot. I'm also wondering if they're trying to reuse because some um, of it still looks like the previous season. I don't think they have access to it. I think when it comes to access. Is like maybe watching the videos or something like that. Or if it's... I think they probably do have access to it. It wouldn't surprise me if they just handed them over to files. They went in and just did the proper changes and edits and so forth, you know? I have no idea how liberal they are with access to that kind of stuff. Mm. That is beyond my knowledge. Yeah, that I don't know. They might hand over stuff like backgrounds and stuff like that because, hell, the the animation studios, the animation companies might actually be using the same background artists because those are – they're completely different than the people actually doing characters. True, but also remember what they do is property of Toei Animation. Toei, but yeah, we're going to take this, give it to them, let them do what they can with it. Right. That's true too. It's all still one production company. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you've ever worked for a massive corporation, trying to get things from one department to another is a major pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. tell me about it. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> so, you know, jury's out. We have no idea. We don't know. All I know is Mars still has a weird hand thing. She has a problem. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so that's our take on the differences of animation. Um, let's go into the differences in the opening and the closing. I still want Moon Pride. Eh. I want Moonlight and Setsu. <laughs> yeah. But I realize, you know, that's, that's, uh, God, Rick. Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's 
yeah, then you're not going to get that back. I mean, the, op- the new opening sequence song, it's all right, but it, I don't know, it just doesn't strike something in me, you know? I mean, I understand a lot of the people in the fandom don't like Momoclo, you know? I, I get that, you know? It- it- it's-, it's like going to a... Um, Oh, whatever that band's name is. I can't remember off the top of my head. Whatever. But it would have been nice if they had gotten somebody else or another group or gotten the Seiyus to come together and sing the opening. You know, that would have been nice. I don't know. I like the opening because it's a little bit more sedate than what we're used to. And this arc is where it starts to go downhill into you know, the darker aspects of the manga. I mean, yes, there was death and all of that before, but we're getting into, you know, the senshi that is all about death and destruction. And rebirth. So, I mean, I like that it's more sedate. This isn't, you know, there are some happy moments in the series, but, you know, this arc is you know, doesn't necessarily end on a fully happy yay moment. True. That's why I kind of felt like, you know, it would have been um, better to go with Moonprint because that song is kind of deep. So, you know, I think it would have just fit the tone, but that's just me. Except for Moon Pibers specifically for the first five senshi, you would have left out the other four. Mm-hmm. They needed a new song because they got more peeps. Crew. Yeah, and True. that happens, you know, that happened through the original, too. Mm-hmm. They changed season and they got new uh, got new songs. Mm, only when it got the stars, you know, that's what they did. Stars was, yeah, stars was the only new opening. Each season got a different ending song. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, you know, modern anime now, most seasons have different openings. Usually it changes from season to season. Mm-hmm. Or or within a season. Yeah. I mean, on average, one anime season will have two openings and two end endings on average. That's a little excessive. Unless you're um, Dragon Ball Z. I mean, come on. 270-something episodes, ha-cha-head-cha-la, over and over. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. You have fun with that. (laughs) that I don't don't mind that there's a new opening. I don't mind that there's a new ending. I'm not a fan of the new ending. Oh, I am. (laughs) (laughs) See, okay, I I, I think we have to kind of like tread carefully because if we I think if we say you know we're not really big on it we might find a space sword buster up one of our arses you know and you know I I ain't having that you know what's better than that opinions are like assholes everyone's got one and everyone doesn't think there stinks I know I know I'm just going along with it you know no you're welcome not to like it I like it enough for both of us (laughs) (laughs) hey Mikey he likes it (laughs) I'm really impressed that the and again I'm so not used to to VAs being able to like sing and dance and hello love life. 
remember, there's a little bit more before Love Live, so. No, I know, I know. But the fact that these these voice actors are now being asked to do closing songs and stuff like that, I am just beyond happy. On the other hand, I'm going through Tumblr and they're like, wow, they have a dude doing Haruka's voice. I'm like, do you fuckers not read? <sighs> Come on, do your homework, people. Um, do you think they're going to have a dude do Haruka's voice? Um, Saya? Yeah. Before you go into that rant, I want you to ask yourself something. Uh-oh. Why am I going off on something somebody said on Tumblr? Okay. Well, I'm there's done. a lot of actual <laughs> Facebook posts of people going, wow, that's really cool that they're... I had one. They but... have Haruka, you know, as a male actor or VA, and it's like... um. They posted a picture and announced the VAs <laughs> a while back. Do you remember that? There were two chicks in the picture. Do you remember that? The so I only had one person on my Facebook do that. No, it was Tumblr. And yes, you're right. Tumblr is accessible. My my bad. I'm very sorry. That's okay. We all make those mistakes because there are those times we go on Tumblr. We see something awesome. It's like that shining hope. And you click on it and you see all the crap. And you're like, fuck. And then I love Tumblr for the pretty pictures. <laughs> that's what our, that's all of us. And when it comes to Facebook, it's like, well, you don't read, do you? And <coughs> yeah. thank you, thank you. My wife, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so back to what we're talking about: ending song. We liked it. We like you. And uh, we've seen the translation for it, and it's kind of interesting because the ending song actually implies that Uranus and Neptune have belonged together just as much as Mamoru and Usagi do. And they've been together over and over again. And they spend each life finding each other. So I thought that was interesting because I, I would have never... Mm-mm. I thought that this was their first time being, you know... Being gay? Paired together, asshole. <laughs> because, close you know, enough. They... Go ahead. No, I'm just saying close enough. Well, you know, because they had to live in their castles. And they'll get into that later on. But they had to live in their castles all by their little lonesome. So. But apparently they kept in touch. <laughs> no pun intended. Yes, I do. <laughs> what? Don't use my real name, asshole. <laughs> Don't make bad jokes. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I am so glad I found the way I could just hit put a pointer in the recording so I can know when to go into edit out dead air and accidental names and stuff, you know? <laughs> accidental name calling. <laughs> it's really hard not to use... You know, we're all really good friends. So it's hard not to use everybody's real name during this. It's like, what about that? What about that? And depending on whose real name you say on the, on the podcast, two people will, will, will like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I help you? Anyway... Mako is not amused. Moving on. So, yeah, any other, um, like, just 
differences between the first two seasons and the third season? Mm. Well, I don't the abstractness of things. We haven't addressed the what extreme tiebacks to Utena yet. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, for the for the opening and the closing, somebody had, was an Utena fan when they were drawing those. Look, when I saw the first opening, when I saw, I didn't see it first. A friend of mine had posted on Facebook. She said '90s feel," so I'm just like. Really? So I go and I click on it and I watch it. I'm just like, 90s feels. Okay, I get that. And then I'm just like, wait, something else is up with this opening. Something else. Went back, watched it again, and I'm like, I got, I'm got, got to put my finger on something. So I start playing random 90s openings on my computer, and I'm like, no, no, no. Found it. Looked up Rainbow Revolution. I'm like, okay, okay. Went and found the opening sequence on YouTube. I'm just like, and that's all she wrote. <laughs> Ikuhara must be proud. Oh, yeah. And even the eyelashes are drawn the same way. It's kind of weird. You never know. Some of the, the designers for this could have been people who worked on Utena, right? Or Ikahara has um, spies up in there like, I want you to do it this way. It's about lesbians. Make it Utena-like. Well, he also did that other series, but, you know. Didn't he do the Gay Bear series? Exactly, that's what I was referencing to. Okay. Gay Bear. <laughs> I'll talk about it later. Don't worry. This is not appropriate for this podcast. I, Moving on. I think after the show, Yata has a new anime to watch. Don't worry, it's only 13 episodes. It won't take long. Well, I can't think of anything to compare and contrast between the, the other two so far. I mean, as we go along and get more stuff under our belt, we might. But really, the only thing is the opening, closing, and the animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So if that is the case, let us go into the actual episode. So, uh, yeah, this episode was actually two episodes, um, and it covers Act 27 and part of Act 28 from the manga, but still following the manga pretty damn close. So... What I'm seeing is, I've seen this happen with anime in the past, where instead of it like one episode equivalent to one chapter of a manga or two chapters, it'll just go seamless. So like two episodes will be equal to like three chapters and so on and so forth. We'll see as it goes on, but it seems like they broke it up where it seemed like it made, it's a good stopping point. It made more sense to break it up that way. Mm-hmm. Because where 27 ends in the manga is kind of a weird spot. They're right in the middle of a fight. Mm-hmm. Well, then give me your opinions. What are your likes and dislikes of... Okay, well, you were specifically asked about, you know, uh, how they broke it up. So that's that's all. Sorry. Yes. Uh, likes and dislikes? You know, I mean, I... I, I 
again, I just, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride so far. Really? Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't do that. That's not me. Anyway. Why is that so me? No, I just, you know, I, I Chibiusa, now that is something, there we go. Since she's more like her uh, anime counterpart, I actually am starting to dislike her. I liked Chibiusa in the manga because she wasn't an annoying pain in the ass. And now she's like really, really, really trying to be obnoxious to Usagi like she was in the anime. And Usagi's starting to get obnoxious too, so it's like, Mm-hmm. Not that shit again. No. It's more the elements. More they change, more they stay the same. Yeah, they needed to not bring back everything from the 90s manga. I mean, anime. Right, because like it or not, my three least favorite characters in the 90s anime were Chibiusa, Mamoru, and Usagi. Mm-hmm. Hey, they haven't started having him throw roses. Nobody got to watch. I thought that was glorious. Yeah, I, I was like, as soon as he said, oh, my communicator, I'm like, what the hell? You've got a communicator. Well, that, that's actually really cool, though. That's something they should have done. And it's way better than the stupid PMS premonition shit he used to do. Okay. Mm. If you actually pay attention to Tuxedo Common in the original anime, he's like, he's got a stick up his ass. Sorry. Well, there's a reason why he keeps that uh, his cane with him at all times. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Where are you hiding that thing, Tuxy? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Try to veal. No, he can actually instant change. There's one episode in the anime where he's standing there and a leaf blows in front of the camera and he transforms into tuxedo common it's a magical girl transformation he apparently gets a magical girl transformation at some point i don't even remember when the hell that was but didn't he have a magical girl transformation in the first season of classic i mean yes he trans he transformed right after he saw usagi transform for the first time which was right before they found out that they were the reincarnation of the princess and uh, the prince Right, it was the fight between Zoisite for the rainbow crystal. Mm-hmm. While they're in a freaking elevator, they go through this huge, long-ass transformation sequence that, you know, blows out color and everything. It's like, dude, you're in an elevator. It's like, where the hell are you going? Where are you throwing your hat? You're in a fucking elevator. <laughs> Because he did. He threw the hat and then it came back and he put it like it came back over his head and plopped down. I'm like, where the hell did you throw that? You're in an elevator. It's anime space where everything you could get away with it, you know? Holodeck. It came back to him because it bounced off the elevator wall. <laughs> Should have bounced off the elevator wall and just hit him in the fucking head. Well, just, well, just so you know, while this is going on in the elevator, we all know music is playing. We all know putting on a Ritz is playing in the background. So, <laughs> Can you imagine poor Zoysite up at the top going, what the fuck are you people doing? Sad part is, I'm just thinking of a 
not, not putting on the Ritz. I, I, I'm thinking of a Aerosmith song, I think it is. A love in an elevator. Love in an elevator. Dude looks like a lady. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that's where they came to mind. It's like Aerosmith. Dude looks like a lady. What? What does that have to do with it? And now for, now for me to kind of mess things up. Whole elevator transformation. Apply Madoka logic to it. They never would have made it out. Oh man. Anyway, so Tux gets a, 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 a communicator, which is nice. Yeah, and it's a little picture of like a top hat and a mask on a black background. What can we say? Luna has some fantastic attention to detail because she's the one that's coming up with this shit. I want one. <laughs> In the magical subspace that is Luna. <laughs> Kitty. That I, I can see the tech cast. So Luna fabricates this thing and has goes to have Artemis hook it up to their, you know, to their system. And Artemis is like, really? Really? <laughs> I can just imagine that whole conversation. I think Al Bundy. I don't know why, but it just does. <gasps> Which makes me wonder, why don't the cats have communicators? Because they're usually in central command. Yeah, they're sitting in central command, and um, that's how they talk to them. Or if they're not in central command, they're usually hanging out with one of his inner senshi. Fair enough. If they get separated, they're screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anyway, so yeah. that was that was kind of fun. <laughs> um, I, I like, you know, the, the, the interplay between Mamoru and Usagi. That was really cute. He's actually affectionate and not a complete douche canoe to her in this. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, you know, anime monitor couldn't be freaking bothered. Mm-hmm. So that's actually really nice. A caring boyfriend. What a novel concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? I kind of like how chill he's been, so I'm okay so far. Yeah, Mamoru has definitely been... Very relaxed in this series, which I like because it is playing off the manga. And he's just going with the flow. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, given everything that's going on, it's like, well, things can't get any more stranger than it does now. Anywho, um, and we talked about, at least I talked about how I thought the dynamic between Chibi Yusa and Usagi was getting annoying again. Um, let's see. I like- well, I'm looking at this, and this is a very annoying, like, manga piece for them, too. Gotcha. You know what it is? I think because how it played out in the manga, it wasn't so bad. But then when we watched Classic and, you know, you saw how annoying it was, then it became the Chiba Yusa show. And a lot of people were like, we want to hang the pink terror upside down and... Be like a pinata, and I think for some with this sequence, they're like, no, 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 yeah, we're not having I'm, this I'm again. I'm going through right now. I'm I'm looking at this whole byplay between Usagi and Chibiusa and Mamoru when they meet up during that morning, and it really is, you know, they've got Usagi getting angry and jealous, and they've got. Chibiusa being, you know, ha ha ha. And then basically Diana steals the show. <laughs> Good kitty. Right? 
but yeah, like I'm looking through this and I mean, it does, it does happen. This is definitely an annoying section for them because they are still fighting over Mamoru's affection. Which is again, really creepy. Especially, mm-hmm. You know, since we have since figured out that King and started this whole shit. Yeah. Quick. Someone call Dr. Phil. Joe. What a, there's a term for it. Oedipus is when you have a thing for your mom. What is it when you have a thing for your dad? Electra. Thank you. I knew you psych major would know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. But I like the way when she came into the arcade later that, you know, she, you immediately saw that her friends were like the most important thing ever for her. Mm-hmm. We got a little characterization this time. So thank you for that. They listened. Yeah, and I like that, you know, she's bringing Naru around, and Naru is hanging out with her other friends. Unlike the original anime, where Naru just basically dropped off the map. Right. Mm -hmm. She will eventually disappear, but as of right now, she's still there, and they're at least trying to acknowledge the fact. And, oh, and um, Mamoru's Kohai came to the park with him. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Well, he was the kid from the previous season that um, that saw Mamoru heal himself and and saw Makoto get um, like sick right before the Black Moon people attacked her. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we're we're bringing bringing people back. That's kind of cool. But I really do like the focus on the friendship with the girls. And I like the fact that the girls got to do the attack, their attacks and uh, got to be useful. And it wasn't quite the uh, Sailor Moon Usagi show. There's, you actually get a support team out of them before the girls do their finishing attacks. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. That to me screams like these, this is a well-oiled machine now. And not, you know, Usagi kicking everybody's ass and the girls just being cannon fodder. At least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ten's reading through the manga to get more ideas. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through it right now. And, like, looking through the manga with... Because uh, I was very happy to see Minako and Mokoto with, you know, heart eyes and all excited over um, Haruka as a guy. Um, and that's actually in the manga, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at least that kind of emotional excitement is being shown. Because some of those little things were not done in the uh, first couple of seasons. Right. Whereas now they're going, oh, hey, you know what? They can show emotion. We can do that. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's oh. give some characterization to our characters. Mm-hmm. It was really and truly up until now the only person, the only three people that got any sort of character done were the Moon family. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, his kohai name is Asanuma. Okay. Took a little bit of finding, but found it. He looks like a mini Motoki. Mm-hmm. And I doubt that was intentional. Oh, um, and Chibi used to make friends. That was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Weren't they the same friends from her um from, from the manga that were that were around too, or were they more from the anime? Uh, 
Well, um, same friends. They they look like the same friends from the manga. Well, the the manga, oh, okay. and even the original anime, they are the same friends, but you don't get as much time with them. Um, although, um, isn't oh god, the little one with the bun. It, her at one point, you find out her parents own like a restaurant, and that'll come into play later. Why are they not doing any of the specials? They had some opportunity to do some cute stuff with these with these specials we missed um let's see so far we would have had uh a, a chibi Usa diary and a i believe mars mars's special with venus maybe they will after everything is said and done that'd be cute because they're really nice additional stories mm-hmm. find out why ray hates men <laughs> mm. And they, oh, the other thing is I love the fact that Ami and, and, and Ray were picking on Usagi. That was really, really, really cute. Do we not remember this? I remember. Because we haven't seen that fun, playful side of their friendship yet. Although I don't know how playful Ray is being. She, she was probably being serious. She was probably being Ray. jokingly serious. She was being Ray. Yes. I think what else? I mean, I think the thing is, it was pretty straightforward. Well, yeah. I can't. Were there any real changes between, um, other than the cutoff times between the manga and the anime at this point? I didn't see. No, I'm looking through, and it's pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah. Well, in in classic, didn't uh, Minako fall head over heels for Haruka, something like that, or? No, that was um, uh, Makoto. Makoto, okay. And they gave Makoto a lot of crap for that, about pitching for the other team. (laughs) The other thing is, too, I think several of them went on dates with Haruka. Not exactly dates. Like, at one point, um, Ray goes on a motorcycle ride with her. But the one that made me the most irritated is if you ever watched the Makoto episode, the girls actually get on their communicators and start yelling at Makoto because Haruka's a woman and she should remember there's lots of guys in the world and she shouldn't give up yet. And that is just the, the state of mind the Japanese were in at that point in time. Yeah, ex- yeah, and that, you know, that's definitely a play on what the original idea for Makoto was because um it's you know written that makoto is supposed to be bi right and you don't get any of that until stars mhm but you- i mean she's never been even in you know some of the other things that have gone on um it, it, she's always been the i guess most open minded of them right i guess when you have to raise yourself you time to look at the world differently make it a little more understanding so you can make it through mm, maybe either that or she didn't have the influences that some kids have you know where they're because i mean if you think about it in japan family is very very important and it doesn't i mean from what I've got, because I remember I was part of the whole Yuri Khan thing, even if you are gay or bi, 
you kind of just leave that behind because the family is important. You still get married. You still settle down. You still have kids because that's just what you do. Your Uh opinions and your thoughts and your feelings are not important. It's the family. So, and she didn't probably doesn't have that kind of pressure because like it or not, her family's dead. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't have to worry about that. There's, you know, basically she's getting enough money from whoever is supporting her, but he's not around. Right, because other family members really don't take care of aunts and uncles and stuff. It's not like it is over here. They don't, if it's not your kid, they want nothing to do with you. That's why Mamadur was by himself. Mm-hmm. They, they can't, they, they don't have... It's funny, family is supposed to come first, but if it's extended family, fuck them. Yeah. Because I guarantee you both Makoto and, it's never been mentioned, but I guarantee you both Makoto and um, uh, Mamaru probably have like an aunt or an uncle or something out there. And, you know, they didn't take them in. That's why Ray's situation is so interesting. The fact that her grandfather took her in, you know, that's highly unusual. Well, her father's not dead either, so he's not able to take care of her because of his yeah. Job. Her father's her father is a uh, politician, right? So it's more along the lines of, hey, you know, I can't really take care of you, so I'm going to give you to your mother's father. He basically just said, "I don't have time for your shit," and dropped her off. But then again, if she didn't have Miko powers, would that still be the same? Because she's not just, you know, living at the temple. She's not just working at the temple. She's actually a priestess at the temple. Right. And she was shown to have um, priestess abilities since she Mm -hmm. was So we don't, yeah, you're right. We don't know how much of that weighs in there. Uh, Her grandfather taking her in because, you know, she would have been a boon to the temple, not because she was, you know, related. Mm -hmm. We don't, we have no idea. We could spend an entire episode talking and comparing contrasting family uh, family people because, I mean, if you think about it, Ami, her mom and dad are divorced. I don't know how big divorce is in Japan, but I was always under the impression that it wasn't something you did very often. So, and then you've got the Tsukinos and the Ainos, and they're actually regular families. Mm-hmm. Dad's a salary man, and mom's a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And Shingo is still a little shit. You know, do we see him again? Because I didn't see him in the episode. We have the little pink-haired spore instead. Yeah, no. He was not in the episode. I don't know when he's next in. I know we see him briefly again at some point or another. I just can't remember what chapter it's in. I want to be on a fly on the wall when Usagi gets to tell him that, you know, she's Sailor Moon and then she's going to be Neo Queen Serenity. That would be a fun one. <laughs> I know we'll never see it, but man, that would be funny as hell. So what did we think of the regressions? Or there's another word we saw used the second abatisms the second time around. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were they were pretty scary on screen. I like that. Would not one of those want one of those things coming after my ass. Mm, no. Pretty much head on, you know? Like, damn, where'd it come from? I felt bad for the kitty. Oh. 
But I think that, I mean, you know, when you're looking at them in the manga so far, I mean, and there's another compare and contrast. So original anime, most of the monsters of the day really and truly look like something out of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular monster, these, these avatisms, they're shit out of your nightmares. Well, isn't it pretty much close to the manga? Because the whole Power Ranger thing, well, Toei was doing both series, and it's like, well, we can just draw for that and just keep it going, you know? Right. The Power Ranger thing was very manga specific, or very anime specific. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like it. I like the fact that they are making these scary ass monsters. That is definitely bonus in the not going backwards favor. Now, a question. Now, when that monster did appear and Mamoru t- said, you know, get um, Naru out of here and handle us, for a split second, I'm like, wait, does she know? You know, it doesn't say, but it's pretty obvious at that point. The other thing is, after they beat the Avatism, look at all the people standing around there. People are actually, you know, at least in the original anime, it made it look like, the, people only saw glimpses of the Sailor Senshi, but in this, the people are right fucking there. You know you have Sailor Senshi in your city. You're done. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the way you're playing it, it's more important, you know, to handle the city, get rid of the monster, then we plan how to figure shit out, as opposed to, oh, we're done. Let's get out of here for people to discover who we are. Wasn't there a scene last season where Naru actually says something to Usagi about how I know you have important stuff and I, I know we don't exactly relate anymore. It was kind of like Nadu's way of saying, I think I know who you are. Maybe. I'm trying to think. I think so. So it might be that that's why she got brought to the ar- uh, arcade with her because she's in the know. She's not a senshi, but she's in the know. She's like the Tamoya of the group. Pretty much. But without the camcorder. And sewing skills. Mm-hmm. Every good cosplay, and he's a Tamoyo. But I don't think that um, uh, glasses, dude. Shit. Mm-hmm. Melvin. Umino. Umino, thank you. I don't think Umino was supposed to be there, because he kind of popped up, and they were like, fuck. No, I think he's in there. I think he's actually in the manga. Right, but I mean, he wasn't. I don't think he was supposed to be in the arcade. No, he's for the most part. I think through the manga, he's always just popped up to explain something stupid. Yeah, and it's like stalkerish popped up, and I think they make a comment about it later on in the series. Oh, that's funny. He's their little paperclip. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> so, are we renaming Umino to Clippy now? Yes. God. At least he's not throwing shrimp. Except with the paper clip, you could turn it off. She's got a point. Mm. <laughs> nice, guys. All right. So any other likes and dislikes? Oh, we haven't even touched about Haruka and Machida yet. Come on. No. Apparently, we were saving the best for that. Woo! Oh, my. Oh, my. So, what did everyone think of Haruka and Michiru? Uh, I, I, I was kind of amused by everyone saying, like, how, uh, everyone's assuming that Haruka's a boy. I mean, I was just uh, loving that, you know. 
I am dreading the episode where Machiru makes the comment about how Haruka has, and I wonder how they're going to translate this, the assets of both a man and a woman. Because most people oh take that to mean that she's a hermaphrodite. That's not what it means. If not mm-hmm. a hermaphrodite, trans. There's that too. I, yeah. Either they think she's a hermaphrodite or they think that she's transgender. So, and that's not true either. I what do they call it? I see her more as um, asexual. No, that's not correct. Is, is that I'm trying to figure out what the. Uh, are you talking about agender? Yeah, is that it? Agendered, where I, you have both qual, you know, you're you're feminine and masculine at the same time, and it doesn't really friggin' matter. You yeah, know, that's agender. You'll be whatever you feel like being that, that day. <laughs> I could get behind that one, and that is what I more see Haruka as because there's some days where she she feels more feminine and she will dress more feminine like and there's some days where she dresses more masculine and I think that's more of what Machiru is trying to go for right and there's even a point where you know Usagi's like are you a man or a woman and does it matter that's her exact words or as I look at it Haruka Haruka's a tomboy who cleans up pretty damn well Mm. In the, in the manga, she is definitely, um, I, like, the anime, she really seemed to, like, screw in with people dressing like a guy. Mm-hmm. And part of it seemed to be is because she liked screwing with people and dressing like a guy. But on the other hand, once they hit stars and the whole, um, what do you call it, the whole Mugen thing is over, she actually goes back to school in a, in a, a girl's jubah. Yeah. So we don't know how much of this is for part of her cover. Mm-hmm. That and, you know, later on in the series, she hangs out of a helicopter in a short skirt. So, that's this one. It's just, I think it's whatever she... Well, they said flat out she was was based off of uh, Taco Bazooka's uh, male leading role type people. And Uh take a look at Yuga. Yuga is very much a woman when she's not, you know, Mm -hmm. on stage. Yeah. But she can definitely be a dude. As needed and as wanted. Dude. So we'll see how they they want to want to pull this off. They'll leave it ambiguous as the time goes on, mm-hmm. or if they will get a little more specific. Yeah, I I see Haruka as you know a, a drag king. A drag king. Nice. Well, it's a thing. You've got the guys that dress as women and entertain and perform, but. You know, they as soon as they take their makeup off, they're guys. They have no desire whatsoever to actually be women. They just enjoy playing the part. And there are women that do the exact same thing, that they like to play the part as a guy, but would have no desire whatsoever of actually changing gender. So that's what I see Haruka doing. But you said a key word there, perform. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, right now, technically, Haruka is performing. That's true. She's, you know, they're going undercover, and that whole thing is a performance. I mean, there's a purpose for the performance. It's not entertainment. Right. But, you know, later on, when she doesn't have to do that anymore, she's, you know, 
not giving up her, you know, her short hair or anything like that, but she doesn't act as masculine as she normally would when she was undercover. Mm. I mean, that's how I see it as, at least. But again, it could all be dependent on the translation. Exactly. And once again, we're filtering this through a Western lens. Yeah. You know, um, because they have definitely different ways of looking at things than we do. Mm-hmm. So taco bazooka is a thing, you know, um, yeah. I, uh, masculine and feminine is a, is a, is a bigger thing there. That's why we have Bashonen and stuff like that. And how many Bashonen do you see in anime and are they all gay? No, not really. They're just pretty dudes. So, I mean, the same with the chicks. I mean, we're looking through this at a completely different lens. So mm-hmm. we have to just wait and see how they are going to, you know, play this out for us. Well, I mean, we're, we know it'll probably pretty closely follow the manga. It's just a matter of how the subtitles go. Oya, mm-hmm. Oya Musume. Oya Musume. I think that's what they're called. The Takabazuka people's. But anyway, that's that's how I see her. I just and it, I guess that would be the Japanese version of a drag king, really. Yeah, really. that's the Japanese. You know, it's a little more long. It has a little more longstanding tradition mm-hmm. than a king, and it's rooted in their society and culture, right? But that's basically what it is. They're doing it. They're doing it as a professional stage show right Mm. and Machido is incredibly elegant I I, I love the way the interaction between Mamaru and Machido I I do like that I I, almost like like haha I know what's going on kind of thing you know and this is the first time she's been able to actually interact with her prince Mm mm-hmm they know who they are. They have they haven't been able to you know do or say anything because of their own mission, and technically they're not supposed to even get involved with the royalty. So that must have been interesting for her on many levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean you figure they've got more of their original memory than the others do, for whatever reason. Yeah, knifing bitch. Well, the outers, their mission is different, so kind of understandable. They have more of their memories back. Mm-hmm. They have to. Yeah, because they're not supposed to be getting the help that the others got. Mm-hmm. The advisors and stuff. They were supposed to be the older ones that were basically taking care of their own shit. Here's your mission. Have fun. Yeah. Here's your mission. Don't fuck it up. Right. And then yet all of them fuck it up. <laughs> they all fuck it up, man. And RuPaul be none too thrilled. Yeah. It's like, Pluto, this is the one thing you must never do. I'm going to do the thing. No, don't do the thing. I'm going to do the thing. Death. Told <laughs> you not to do the thing. <laughs> Told you not to do the thing, so we're going to let you be reborn because you haven't had that option yet. 
that is so fucked up that she was reborn in the past rather than the, oh, that hurts my head. No, I don't want to, I don't want this conversation again. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> it's all timey-wimey. For those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it. Weren't we discussing this, though, where the Pluto that we saw die in the future is actually the Pluto you're seeing now because she was reborn from Queen Serenity's era into Usagi's era. So you you actually see this Pluto's death be- we think. before you even meet her. We think. Quick, get the DeLorean. <laughs> We're not sure, but we think. But Chibiusa makes a comment that this particular Pluto is more powerful than the Pluto that was at the time door. But when does she make that comment? Uh, oh, you have to reread the manga, baby. Well, I've been rereading it in small sections, so I haven't gotten that far. Exactly. Well, you asked and I answered. <laughs> oh, you too. I keep trying to reread things before we get on here. <clears throat> it's been a while. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I like I see this Pluto as you know her first reincarnation but not the Pluto that they met in the future mainly because there was you know a time screw up because the future that they now had isn't going to happen because they know it's going to happen except for then how does Chibiusa keep coming back mm-hmm and how, how is Chibiusa even Chibiusa? Because if it doesn't happen at all, then she never transforms into Chibiusa. I see this Chibiusa as not the Chibiusa of their universe now. But the only way she awakened her Ginzui show is when Pluto died. And she was Black Lady. So well, you- yeah, but it um, her coming back now means that she's from, you know, a, a branch off of this timeline. So it created two separate timelines. Two? They actually did a story on it from, uh, in Dragon Ball Z. When Trunks originally came back, he fucked up his original timeline and is actually now traveling between two different timelines. But that's how he's training. So he comes back to the original timeline and then goes to his original timeline but because they know of Trunks, it affected the original timeline enough that it branched off from his original timeline. So that's how I'm seeing the Chibiusa timeline. See, for me, it's more like not alternate timelines, but that timeline is gone. It's gone. Delete it. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Gone. This timeline is reconfigured, and this is what we're rolling with. That's how it looks to me because – if we're talking, yeah, but that yeah. would completely change the Chibiusa from their timeline. Correct. Yes. If we're talking about theoretically here, actually, the timeline cannot go away. If you cannot that cease would to disappear. make it exist, but, it just means you have an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm thinking is, you know, that you got that timeline. Things have changed, but there's but there's some things that's going to happen in the future that's going to be set in stone. I mean, not for nothing. The whole dark the whole um mass the whole do thing do you really think knowing what happens that future usagi is going to send this guy to the same desolate planet and allow all of the people in her realm to die yes because mm-hmm. if she doesn't yes. do it tb Yusa ceases to exist if she doesn't do it she will never gain her powers 
She knows that she has to do it. Basically, in the, in the manga, she so. has to isolate her child and make her feel that way in order like to shit. turn into in order to turn into Black Lady. Because basically, and, uh, I just reread this portion uh, in the manga. Uh, Neo Queen Serenity says flat out, "It wasn't your fault, but." Setsuna had to die for you to be able to become Chibi Moon. You had to have strife to be able to grow as a, as a senshi. So I really think that the timeline hasn't changed. It just means Usagi and Mamadou now have to do really shitty things to their kid and their people. And I think that knowledge is there. So I think when that time comes... That Neo Queen Serenity is going to prepare her child and tell her up front what is going to happen. And I think at that time, she might not have to go back in time. You see what I'm saying? But oh, then, see, that's why I prefer that the timeline has branched off and that should be used to that their training is that should be used to from the original timeline and not the timeline that they're now going to be involved with because now they know, okay, Chibiusa needs this in order to grow. We can train her before she has to, you know, but if fuck they everything her, up, that means that that whole timeline doesn't happen. That means they don't, they don't have that knowledge anymore. That's, that's the whole, the thing about, you know, how do they gain that yeah. knowledge if it never happens? Yeah. This is the thing about time that is, if Chibiusa never comes back in time, if they never do the whole death phantom thing, then that means that Chibiusa won't grow. But on the other hand, if they, you know, that also means that, you know, they, they don't have the knowledge to make her grow because it never happened. Well, no, that's why I'm saying that Chibiusa that's now training with them is a Chibiusa from a different, from a branched off timeline. And she's not crossing time. She's crossing dimension. Uh, from the original reality. Where yeah, so you figure, you figure when Chibiusa first came back, that changed the past. So now she's got a branch in like, time the only and she's following that. the bottom branch instead of, you know, following the top branch. The top so, branch is so, still creating the timeline she came from. But now the bottom true. branch is basically it's branched off because it, you know, it screwed up time. Right. But this is where it gets tricky. This means if we have a split, if we have two alternate realities, that the Usagi from this reality knows and understands exactly what she has to do. It sucks, but she knows what she has to do in order to get Chibiusa to realize her senshi power. And that means that technically, if under your theory, there should be two Chibiusas in this timeline. Exactly. I mean, because yeah. I, I look at it more from like, if we go with time travel in the ways of <laughs> back to the future, you change one thing, everything is, is just it's just changed, you know, but I Either still that or this Usagi can say, you know, well, you know, let me discuss this with Luna and find out how it happened back on the moon or see or let's say it's like this. After everything is said and done, Chibiusa goes back to the future, whatever she has her squad. You know, and everything is chill. What I see happening is if that's going to be an alternate timeline, it's going to disappear and fade out because the current timeline is going to overwrite that because Usagi, Mamoru, the inner, they, they know what's going on. They know what's going so to happen. So then you don't believe in alternate dimensions. If, 
if there's a split in the timeline, it is considered an alternate dimension. It never goes away. It never disappears. It is always an alternate reality. See, I do believe in alternate dimensions and alternate realities, but I don't know. I guess, wait, this is, it doesn't really apply because I kind of look at it slightly different, you know? To me, an alternate dimension, alternate reality is if I go into an alternate dimension, same things are happening, but things are slightly different, and it really is, you know, life, they run parallel, but certain events are different. Certain people may do things differently, but it still runs parallel. All the key, a lot of the keynote events still happen, but the players have changed. And I, and then this is, you know, considering what we're, we're talking about an anime and a, you know, a comic book. Right. Um, I'm trying to apply actual scientific knowledge or theories to what you're talking about. Mm. I, I see what she's saying. Yeah. Basically, Usagi gets pregnant. She has this Usagi gets pregnant. She has Chibiusa. If she does not make the same choices as Neo Queen Serenity, it will not be the same Chibiusa. So but, what I'm saying is, if the, I mean. The other part of this is, you know, we get we have another show tie in here. This same situation happens in Stargate. I was just thinking Men in Black that we watched the other night. Yeah. See, this whole entire thing that we're talking about is actually the premise for the entire TV show of Sliders. <laughs> so, true. That's the only thing I'm thinking is, okay, now we're going into Sliders territory. But I think with Sliders, they it was still the same time and year it was a rarity that the time changed yeah they basically went to the same time and year hmm. but something had happened in the past a different decision was made that completely changed Mm -hmm. the present that they were in see because now when you said splitting of the timelines you start had me thinking of the legend of zelda and i'm just like not this shit again i mean i understand (laughs) I understand what Yatin is saying. I get that. But I guess from watching various shows on time, I guess to me, when you're traveling in time, it's still the same dimension. But when you're traveling, I guess you could say across, it's still, that's when you have your alternate reality, your alternate dimension. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the easiest thing is, you know, you're going to make a decision. You're going to base your decision off of the toss of a coin. Mm-hmm. The toss of the coin, you know, depending on what it flips to, is going to be what way it goes. So let's say, you know, you toss that coin and, you know, two realities split from that because one of you gets a tail and one of you gets a head. Mm-hmm. You're missing so, the third option. What if hmm? you just- not what if you never coin. flip the coin? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's there's plenty of options. Right. It's too many. You can, you know, make a, a fully, you know, fully decide on something and not, you know, not take it to chance. You can flip the coin and ignore it. You can, you know, there it splits into so many different things. Right. But that right there, depending on what that decision was, you know, oh, let's say my decision is going into politics. One, I'm not going to go. Two, I'm, you know, two, I am going to go. I'm going to study my ass off and do the thing. Or I can, you know, choose directly without chance to do it or not do it. And that's going to affect everything too. But that one choice of me going into politics 
can mean either I'm a spinster living at home or I'm the dictator of the world because I'm a badass. Huh. Which is, you know, just that one decision is going to change the entire world immensely. And yes, this is what Sailor Moon has come to. Yes, because <laughs> yes, we're talking, we're bringing elements of Doctor Who, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, The Legend of Zelda, Back to the Future, because one way or another, it all makes sense. And Stargate, because yeah. I mentioned that, because there are a couple of episodes where they found an alien machine that actually lets you access multiple realities. Are you talking the one where he goes golfing in the middle of the... No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Lord. Let's leave the time theory and all of that as just theory. I think we've, you know, killed that off. Um, so... Getting back to the episode, uh, any other likes and dislikes from the episode? I think we pretty much covered that. Yeah. That's why we started talking about time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any other comparisons to the old series or the manga? I absolutely. Or even the musical or, you know, the live action? The witches are awesome. Um, the live action never even got here, so <laughs> I think that's out now. <laughs> that's right. true. I mean, it did kind of branch off and die because of lack of prop sales. Um, Is that what killed it? Yes. The TV show actually Mm -hmm. did very, very well, but because the product that they were trying to sell did not sell well, they canceled the series. Yep. See, and I thought it was the fact that they killed Venus. (laughs) No, but but a lot of people were pissed about that, okay? Me, no, me. because you know they would have brought her back. They all came back at the end. I mean, yeah, the nobody, way nobody actually dies. Yeah. Well, technically, everybody dies. Sailor Moon just goes, "Whoops, I'm sorry, I blew you all up here. Mm-hmm. Come back, now, come back now. My bad." <laughs> so, were there any um, changes between the media that you didn't like um, that should have been kept, or that you did like? I didn't really see any big changes from the manga. No. 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 No, it seemed pretty straightforward manga at this point. Yeah. I mean, even Mamoru gets, you know, Mamoru has a communicator in the manga. It's just not pretty. Right. (laughs) This one's pretty. Yeah, this one's actually stylized and pretty, and you can Come see Come on, Bandai, get on the ball and release it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, at least in PGSM, they had cell phone communicators. Yeah, but that's just going back to the whole, you know, what it was based off of. How many of those series now have cell phone uh, cell phone communicators? They also had a small child play Sailor Luna, so let's yeah. let's <laughs> move on now. I, you know, it would have been really cool if they kept it going. You find out he had a tuxedo Artemis. That I would have I would have been all up in that. So, oh God, yeah, no. Anyway, um, any animation likes and dislikes? I think we covered it at the beginning. Just yeah. Yeah. Extra thumb that Mars keeps growing. Um. So, what are we looking forward to in the next episode? Just the next episode. Yep. <laughs> I I I think before when we were always looking forward to the next episode, we were like, we were hoping that 
the animation would slightly change. They would go with this and go with that, and one out of three ain't bad, but it seems like Toei is actually listened to the fans and like, we're going to do this. And I think we're like, you know what? We good for right now. Yeah. Right. So far. So is there anything in this particular arc that you're looking forward to? Oh, just kind of all of it. Uh, you know, I, I really like the storytelling in this arc. Yeah. I mean, there's so much in this arc. I mean, you have Mistress Nine, you have Saturn, you get Pluto again, you have, you know, Uranus and Neptune, you have the talismans. Um, My biggest one is Mamaru gets a power. Yes. Power up. He does. Mm-hmm. What is he getting this one? A bigger room. You see, you start to see his ability to heal because he sees that, mm-hmm. you know, Saturn has this ability, and you know something happens that he goes, "Oh, hey, I can do that too." Well, no, he does it. That's how uh, Azuba or whatever is his his kohai saw him healing himself. He's done it before. Oh, I thought he saw something else. Not, Not- that he was healing himself in that. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he, Mamadou healed himself after being injured during soccer practice, and Asuba, um, or whatever, so whatever his name is. is, saw him doing it, and that's how he got busted. I, I could have sworn they saw him doing something else. But we didn't talk about the psychic dreams that Mamadou and, and, and Ray had. In the very beginning, they, their actual psychic connection is shown this time. They both had premonitions about, um, the the witches five, and then it was contrasted by Usagi having a dream about their wedding, because you know she's simple and Usagi and congratulations you doorpost. See, for me, the thing I'm looking forward to is how they're going to handle the whole truth about Hotaru. Man, Hotaru's story is really sad. <laughs> I wonder if we're gonna get cybernetic. That's yeah, yeah. That is going to. I'm, I hate to say that's going to mess with a lot of people who have never read the manga, who are only going by the lore of the anime. I, I could just see that, as, that that aspect of Tumblr just exploding. You know, like. What do you mean she's a cyborg? <laughs> well, they uh, well actually, uh, Naoko. There was an article. She actually wanted to make her a full out. Thank you for stumping on my foot. Cyborg. Like, well, originally it was supposed to be Ami that was supposed to be the cyborg. Was it? Yes. Yes. That's cool. I'll explain her, her high IQ. Yeah, because 300 IQ. I am Ami and I have a 300 IQ. Oh, all right, here. How do you not see between the dimensions? Let's not get started on dimensions. Sorry. <laughs> I just think Ami has good memory retention skills, that's all. Is it cheating when you're you're smart because you're a senti? <laughs> <laughs> to quote Al Bundy, it's not cheating until you get caught. Alright guys, we're gonna have to call it because we have stuff to do. Alright, I think we should wrap things up. Yeah, I'm just looking through this really quick. Um uh the power manifests as abilities to read dreams and heal people, but it's not fully developed until the second season. Okay. Just wait until he gets his golden crystal. Yes. Alrighty. So, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, everybody say goodbye. 
Bye. Bye. And uh, where can you be found? Under a rock. You can find us on Facebook at Kinmoku Revolution or our business page is Starlet.Creations. We are on Etsy under either Starnye Industries or Starlet Creation. We are on Twitter as Starlet Creation. We are now on Instagram. There's my brain as Starlet Creation. And we are on Tumblr as, wait for it, Starlet Creation. There's not a theme here at all. But I was sensing a pattern. It's in your head. <sighs> Get out of my head! That's right. Anyway. Well, outside of this uh, podcast, you can find me and Mako-chan Tuesday nights on the VOG Network Live with Anime Jam Session. And if we're not there, you'll find us hanging out at conventions, taking pictures, hanging out, having a good time, you know, all that good rabble-rabble. Rabble-rabble. Rabble-rabble-rabble-rabble. Now it's time to go and have some buffalo chicken dip and play some video games. At least you can do that. I'm going to cook dinner and try to edit some of this podcast and continue working on photos. Woohoo! Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, you can catch us on iTunes and visit our Facebook group at The Crystal Chronicles, where uh, news and updates will be posted. Um, you can check out our website, too, at thecrystalchronicles.com, where we usually post news information and episode breakdowns. And Sailorman says, see you next time. Bye. Do you want to tell them about the new schedule? Because it's going to be a little different. Well, I just figured when new episodes would pop up, they'd see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, because the... Uh, episodes now are running every week we will be running every week um we can't meet physically or computerally until right before the next episode airs so the podcast for the episode will come out right after the next episode airs I will try to get the episode, the podcast out before it airs. I'll try. Can't make any guarantees, but I'll try. Well, well that would mean you would have to have it up by 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. Well, think of it this cool. way. It gives everybody a week to see the episode we're discussing so they can't bitch about spoilers. Well, they still can, but... Mm-hmm. They still will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, why I, that's why I will continue to put a warning at the beginning, because, you know, some people can't watch the episode right away. Yes, there was this one time, back in the days of live journals on a PGSM group, and the moratorium was no spoilers for X amount of time. And I think I had mentioned about the death of Minako, and I had people attacking me over that because they have not watched the episode. Now, mind you, it had been a year since the series had finished up. And I was still getting flack for it. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Yeah. Mm. Alright guys, have a good night. We will catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Later. Bye. 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 Bye.
For more information about this podcast, check us out at thecrystalchronicles.com. Thanks for listening. Podcast no hikari wa no message. Kimikawa te ashokyo.